Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Tim Cole and I'm delighted to have you join me. It's my desire to raise up spiritual sons and daughters all across the world who believe in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news that God loves us, that he gave himself for us, and he has empowered us to live our best lives on this side of eternity. Hi, thank you for joining me today. I want to I want to put a challenge out to you and stir, up, stir you up, encourage you, put courage into you for this season that we're living in. Uh, the enemy has a strategy under our feet to, to discourage us and to, to make us grow weary and tired by uh, the things that he throws at us. But I want to encourage you that it's, it's, uh, it, it is imperative for us to be persevering in this season, to persevere, to have endurance, to have the grit and the determination on the inside. It doesn't matter what, he, what the enemy brings. It doesn't matter what comes our way. It doesn't matter what happens to us. We know who we are. We're standing firm, and God's going to do what he said he would do, and we are going to see the kingdom of this world become, the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, Revelation, right? So I want to talk to you about per, uh, per, perseverance, and so let me challenge you, let me encourage you today that it's your life is worth persevering for. The prize in, that's set in front of you is worth persevering for. You know, one of the six foundation stones in Hebrews chapter six is the doctrine of resurrections and the doctrine of the of judgments. And we can get all, oh, you know, there's a, uh, we can get all focused on judgment and then it's all turn or burn. Or we can focus only on grace and say, well, it doesn't matter because now uh, Jesus was judged on my behalf. And now, you know, it, it, there's no performance and it doesn't matter what I do. Either, either way you go on, on either extreme is wrong. Let me say something. Jesus is coming. We see him in Revelation 21 and 22. And what does it say? It says that Jesus said, uh, my rewards are with me. He is coming and his rewards are with him. Think about that. This is how this whole book ends. 66 books, the Bible. Jesus is coming again and his rewards are with him. Can I just challenge you? It's not just his rewards, like what he gets rewarded for because he was so good, so perfect. He's the savior of the world. Wow. Yes. By the way, you're part of the rewards that he gets, right? We are his inheritance and he is our inheritance. But his rewards, he has rewards to give. I know it's more than just rewards coming to him because the first part of the book talks about the seven letters to the churches, the churches, the letters to the churches. And you, you know that God's going to reward. He said, listen, I know your works, how you, and fill in the blank, right? The Laodiceans, they did all these good things, and yet their heart was lukewarm. Can I just encourage you, the doctrine of judgments is still, still real and true. It's an anchor truth that should drive us. Jesus is coming with rewards, and I want to say to you what the rewards that he has for you are worth you persevering for. The things that God wants to give you are, are more valuable than anything you might lose in time or in delay that you might feel this grit and this grind. Listen, God has rewards for you that are worth the wait. Mm. I've got so many scriptures I could give you, but let me, let, me, let me just start with and frame this with Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we understand by so great a cloud of witnesses, I'm sorry, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run 
with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, reward, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. His endurance was empowered by the reward that was coming, the joy set before him. I want to challenge you. It's righteous for you and I to understand that God has rewards for us. You know there are crowns for those who endure? We see the elders kneeling in the book of Revelation and casting their crowns before the Lord. They're worshiping the Lord with the crowns that they have gotten as a reward of their endurance. They endured to the end and they got a crown. Can I just say to you, I want to have a crown in the day when I'm standing before the Lord so I can worship him with supernatural worship in the heavenly realm. I don't want to be without a crown to worship God with. The crown that's coming, the reward is a motivation for us to persevere, to endure. Jesus, we need to look to him as our example when we're enduring in our race, and he endured for the joy that was set before him. No. So we want to, I want to challenge you and encourage you to persevere. What's coming in favor of you and as a blessing to you is worth more than the things that have come against you and want to hold you up. Mm. So you need to persevere. The word persevere is a, a verb, means to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty, and with little or no prospect of success, even with little or no prospect of, of success. It means to persist in anything undertaken, maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement, to continue steadfastly. To persist means to continue steadfastly or firmly in some state, purpose, or course of action, especially in spite of opposition. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is coming to encourage us today to persist, to persevere, to endure. See, you're going to have some stuff happen. It's inevitable. I'm not prophesying doom or gloom on you. I'm not prophesying uh, the enemy coming after you and against you, and he's going to do this and that. And sometimes we wear the enemy coming after us as a badge of honor. Well, you know, if you're not moving forward, he's not coming after you. Just throw all that junk away. We, 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 we don't feel good about ourselves, so we, need to we, we try to find spiritual framework to, to put around us to make us feel good about ourselves because something's happening, and so that must be I'm really on track. What if the enemy's just coming after you to still kill and destroy? Because he doesn't like God. It's not about you. It's about God. He doesn't like God. And he's at war against God. And so you, you're loved by God and God's coming. And so the enemy's coming to get you as a target on you because God loves you. That's, that's all it's about. But you're going to have stuff happen. It's going to happen. John 16, Jesus tells his disciples, these things I've spoken to you that in me you have peace. In the world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. You're going to have it. It's, it's, it's not going to be smooth sailing as a, as a Christian. The enemy's going to come to steal, kill, and destroy from you too. He's going to tr try to short-circuit God's plans. He's going to try to undermine your identity. He's going to try to take away your blessing. He's going to do it. But having done all, Ephesians 6, we'll read it in just a moment, stand, persevere, endure, persist. See, perseverance is an essential part of our growth into the image of Christ. You cannot look like Christ without perseverance. For the joy set before him, he endured. Despising the shame of the cross, but he endured. He set his face like flint, the scripture says. Even though he knew what was coming in Jerusalem, he knew after three years, three and a half years of ministry, he knew that he was going to die 
He knew they were going to crucify him. He knew that he was going to have to give up everything for you and I. And yet he set his face like flint. He said, I'm not going to be moved off it. It's like Paul later in, in Acts, prophet after prophetess came in and prophesied to Paul. Listen, don't go to, to Jer- don't go to Rome because they're going to kill you. Don't go to Rome. Don't go to Jerusalem because they're going to put you in chains, right? That, that was a prophet. Don't, don't go to Jerusalem. A change. Prophet after prophet. And yet Paul set his face like Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem because it was what he was called to. And so Paul had a persevering spirit because he, he knew his, his Savior. He, he looked on Jesus. He did the Hebrews 12 thing. And he took the example of Jesus. And he persevered for his assignment. Because a reward at the end of your assignment and for completing your assignment is far greater. And this present toil is not worthy to be compared, Paul says, to the glory that is yet to be revealed. I'm just, I'm just saying. But perseverance is an essential part of our growth into the image of Christ. You want to be transformed and look like Jesus? You can't do it without persevering. Romans 5, 2 through 4. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out on our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has, given, who has been given to us. <laughs> you, you, we get perseverance that's produced in us because of what comes to us. In other words, if we never are tested we never know that we have perseverance on the inside of us. Tribulation allows what's on the inside of us to come out, perseverance. If we're like Jesus and we've been made like, like, made like him on the inside, the new man, it needs to come out. And the way, only way it comes out is if we renew, renew our minds. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. We've got to put off the old man. By the renewing of our mind, we put on the new man that's conformed to the image of Christ. What's the renewing of our mind? Oh, poor me. Oh, it's just always going to be hard. Tribulation. Oh, it's like, oh. And so we twiddle our thumbs and we, we pine away. And we go, oh, uh, we, we, we moan and we groan and we complain. And we, oh, it's so, so hard. And the point of all that isn't the moaning and groaning. That's not the worst point. The worst part of that is that the, that progression leads us to stopping. It leads us to putting our heels in the sand and sitting down in our, in our recliners and saying, I just, I'm, I'm done. I don't have any more. It's enough is enough. I'm not going any further. I, will, I just refuse. And we give up. My spiritual mentor, my father, spiritual father, Jim Davis, says it like this. You know, the enemy, is, if, if life is a boxing ring, the only way the enemy wins is if we exit the ring. And that's so true. We don't lose. It, let me say it this way. We, he never lit wins. The only way this ever happens that we don't win is if we give up. And that way we lose and then he wins. But he never wins actively because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God. Because he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. See, this perseverance thing is so powerful because First of all, we need it so that we are working out what's inside of us. What's in us is the same thing that's in Christ, perseverance. It's this ability to say, no, I'm on assignment. I I, I see that. I feel that. It's real. The pain, uh, that, that pressure, it's real. I recognize it. I acknowledge it, but I will not submit to it. It will not determine 
who I am and what I do, I will persevere. Romans 8, 24 through 26. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. See, dear ones, it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when we see him, we'll be like him. So as we're changed from glory to glory and we see him more and more, we get transformed. And that transformation, part of that transformation only comes when we persevere. And we don't give up and we don't sit down and we don't settle. We don't plant or build a house in our trouble. No. Or in the valley. No. Or in the wilderness. No. Our house is in the promised land. We're going to persevere. So first thing I want to encourage you and challenge you is that perseverance is an essential part of our growth into the image of Christ. Secondly, perseverance is essential to inherit the benefit of God's blessing and promise. See, God's blessed us, but that blessing has to manifest from heaven into the earth. Heavenly reality has to manifest into natural reality. So I know I'm blessed by my father, but my, the blessing of my father needs to materialize and that's when I inherit the promise of my father, because the father's promise to provide for me. He, God is going to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's the promise. How do we get the promise to materialize? Well, I'll tell you, one way we never will inherit the promise is if we quit. The process sometimes is between the promise and the, the provision or the promise and the manifestation, the receiving of the promise is a long process. And, and, and it takes endurance. It takes perseverance for us to endure to the place of inheriting what God has promised. I think of Abraham. Mm. Come on. The, those, those, that hall of faith in Hebrews 11. He had to endure to inherit the promise. He had to be faithful and persevere. James 5, 7 through 11. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits perseveres for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until he, it receives the earth early and latter rain. Verse eight, you also be patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we don't count them blessed I'm sorry, indeed, verse 11, we count them blessed who endure. Let me say it again. Verse 11, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by God, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. What's he saying? God has a purpose. And even if things come at you like Job, they came up Job, listen, Persevere because through Job's life, we see that God has an end that is intended for you that is double fold portion. It's double fold anointing. It's, it's more than enough. That's God's intention for you. But if Job would have not persisted, if he would have given in to his, the advice of his friends, if he had not persevered, he would not have known the intention of God was to give him double of what he had. Oh, it's so important. Second Peter 1, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, verse 2, 
grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and the, of, of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to, um, I'm sorry, verse four, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Here's the promise. Exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having ex escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Look at verse five. But also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Here's the processing. It's a process to get to the promise fulfilled. Great and precious promises. Given, giving all diligence, persistence, endurance, add to your faith, virtue, character, and to your character, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, and to your self-control, perseverance, and to your perseverance, godliness, and your godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, add love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor blind. And you will have forgiveness because he's cleansed you. I mean, I skipped the line there. You'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is that? Oh, that's right. We've been partakers of the divine nature, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through what? The great and precious promises. Those promises have to be fulfilled. And the fulfillment takes a process. Oh, that's right. It's a diligent process of faith to virtue, virtue to knowledge, knowledge to self-control, self-control to perseverance. Perseverance to godliness, godliness to brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness to love. Yeah. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Dear ones, let me challenge you. In this, this day we're living in, don't, don't take the bait of Satan and become short-sighted and bail. Persevere. Stay on course. Stay on assignment. Be like Jesus. Set your face. I know who I am. I'm going to do what he said for me to do. Perseverance, so firstly, is an essential part of our growth into the image of Christ. Secondly, it's an essential piece of our inheriting the benefit of God's blessing and promise in our lives. Thirdly, it's an essential ingredient in ministering the supernatural. Listen, I know, I know stories of great godly men. I've been around, um, you know, I, I hear the testimony of Todd, and I hear him share it publicly and privately that he you know, he prayed for thousands of people before he saw one person get healed. Listen to Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. This is Paul's testimony to the Corinthian church. He said, you remember, don't you? I mean, this is how it happened. Signs and wonders, the signs of an apostle, signs and wonders and miracles and mighty deeds were accomplished among you with all perseverance. In other words, Paul had to be diligent. He was diligent and he was perseverant and he did not give up. And he, he maybe, maybe Todd was like Apostle Paul and Apostle Paul was like Todd. And, and maybe people didn't get healed in the first and second and third prayer. And there's no harm in that because Jesus prayed for a guy and, and he, he wasn't fully healed in his blindness. And he said, I see treat men like trees. And yet Jesus prayed again and, and he, he had his full sight restored. What am I trying to say? If you want to live like Jesus lived, if you want to live out this discipleship in Christ, 
and live this supernatural lifestyle, it's going to take perseverance. It's not, it doesn't always happen the first time we pray. And sometimes we pray for 10 and they don't get healed. And the 11th one get healed or 99. And finally on the, the 100th prayer, somebody gets healed. It, it's, it's irrelevant in, in one sense because our heart knows what God has in his heart to give to his people. And he said, go pray for the sick and they'll be healed. Lay your hands on them. They'll be healed. It's irrelevant. Our numbers are our batting average. We know that God wants to heal people. In the stripes of Jesus, people are already healed. And so we're going to partner with that. Regardless of, of the unfruitfulness of our mind, regardless of what our batting average tells us, we're not going to believe those things. We're going to persevere. We're going to inherit the promises of God. We're going to see the supernatural manifest so that people's faith can be assigned and attached to God himself. So perseverance is an essential part of our growing into the image of Christ. It's an essential part of inheriting the blessing and promise of God, and it's the essential ingredient in ministering the supernatural. And lastly, perseverance is essential in overcoming the intrusion of the enemy in our lives. This is so true. He comes as a thief to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the enemy. He's a roaring lion. He's trying to devour you. He's trying to scare you off of your assignment. Don't let him do it. Ephesians 6, we end with this. Verse 10, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the strategies of the enemy, the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's a real enemy. And if he can, he's going to rob you of what perseverance will put you in position to receive. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put the breastplate of righteousness on and having shod your feet with, feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench the, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Get praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Having done all stand, how do you do that? You've got to have the spirit of Jesus in you. You've got to look unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of your own faith, as you're trying to endure on your own race, Hebrews 12. Jesus endured for the joy set before him. He persevered because there was a prize. And this present trouble we're going through, this present tribulation, the cost of the difficulty is not worthy to be compared to the glory that is yet to be revealed. The prize is worth the perseverance. So dear ones, let me challenge you. Let me, let me put courage in you. Let me tell you that your struggle is worth it. That your battle is important. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hmm. Paul said that we will endure and we will in inherit. We will have the blessing if we patiently continue to sow and invest 
while we are enduring. I love you enough to encourage you and tell you that the enemy is a liar. And that while tribulation is coming and will come, while problems will arise, while temptations will, will try to steal and rob and destroy and take you off course, let me tell you, you have the capability of staying the course in that spirit of Christ that's in you rising up, face like flint. No, no. I see that, but that will not define me. I hear that but that's not going to change my course. I know who I am and I know what my assignment is and I'm going to persevere because the kingdom suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. And what's in me is greater than what's coming at me. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. What's in me is greater than what's coming at me. So I will endure. I'll lay aside every weight and I will run my race perseverance.